0: Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. We'll be doing many live events this summer around the country, which will include artist interviews, contests, and more. Sign up for the newsletter at OsirisPod.com to stay in the loop. Relics Magazine is a media partner for Osiris. For music news, go to Relics.com.
1: this is the first time ever that we've got the silent countdown till um That's
0: 50 episodes? 50,
1: 52, 52. Oh, some, you know, we're it's starting
0: to
4: place. get legit you guys does that make this a year officially? <laughs> if
1: this oh. is 52 happy 52? birthday to happy, us. B- happy birthday, birthday dear simple no simple road Happy birthday, birthday to, to you, us, us. Yeah. Yay, Darby, woo Yay, no simple Road You guys, this is a monumental happening for us That we us. literally
4: all just realized right now That was, we, that yeah. was a lie You guys a, a we actually caught that
1: on the fly <laughs> um, This week's episode is with Joe um, Joe Moore, Joe Moore. Sorry, I have Sam Tripoli on my head, and I knew for a fact that it wasn't him, but I still wanted <laughs> to say Sam Tripoli. <laughs> so that you will be hearing in a few weeks, guys. Um, but yeah, today is Joel Moore, and he educates us about LSD, holotropic breath work, um, all kinds of amazing uh, monumental movement for the people, like just... Uh, Moving ourselves forward in evolution through more sophisticated ways of uh, doing psychedelics and uh, breath work. So you're going to really enjoy that. Um, But today, right now, it's Sunday. It's beautiful. We are celebrating our year anniversary. It's so nice out, guys. I wish you could all be here. It's like the birds are chirping. I
0: just I I can't I can't let it go. Why? As soon as the mic comes on, writers like. Anyway,
4: because so I'm not I'm trying to like assault these people the because they're listening oh, in it's headphones. The, it's the weirdest thing, dude. I don't usually talk this quiet. It is so weird. It's because no, I can you. hear myself in it's the headphones, so is weird. what it is. Welcome to because Hi. I don't want to be doing this. Dude, it's, it's loud. You, and, I know, man. but it's loud for the people <laughs> <and> in their, <laughs> 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 their headphones. You're he's Italian,
1: you guys, headphones. everybody does it, <laughs> everybody puts on a certain voice. Like, I think at least of all Apple. Yeah. at Least but, of all Apple. But he does it sometimes too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Apple does a thing where he sounds like he's talking to his parents on the phone. Hi. How are you doing today, folks? Welcome to the porch. That's <laughs> 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 pretty smooth. Yeah, I coffee talk. So seriously, man, we all just realized that this is our fifty second episode. Yeah. What the fuck? We better make sure it's actually the fifties. No, it yeah. is. Oh, okay, cool. It is. I just put out fifty-one yeah. just now with twiddle. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Dude.
1: Okay. So uh, in fifty-two I, I, episodes, you want to work week backwards?
0: We have come <laughs> light years from me sitting out here all alone, scared to talk worried that anybody was going to oh, hear scared. me. Now it's four of us sitting out here scared to talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm not scared to talk anymore. I Who's I don't know, man. Melanie? That's oh. crazy.
1: My Walgreens photo order is ready, guys.
0: Oh, oh shit. Everybody, oh. Melanie has her photo order. We'll be right back. We've got to go get the ready. photos. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, a year has gone by so fast and so much shit has happened. There's been so many rad moments in the past year and for this particular episode to be the episode that comes out as 52 is really cool because this is all about psychedelics and the trip
1: yeah and you guys I wasn't involved in this episode at all just the um, opening but I'm super excited I was just listening to a few minutes before we got started and They are talking about some really amazing content that anybody out there who has had fun over this festival holiday season and um, summer tour and all that, like sometimes it's cool to take things to the next level. And a few episodes back, we talked with Jake Weaver about kind of the responsibility of the quote unquote hippie older um, generation. Um, to help usher in these younger, um, 20-something year olds and not necessarily tell them what to do, but just be there as a kind of like a bumper, you know, if, if they start spinning out of control or if you kind of forget why you started doing it or, um, even just to offer another perspective, um, on your journey, like, That's what we hope. I hope that we are for you guys. Um, I've heard it said a lot that the Grateful Dead's a beacon for a lot of certain like jam bands or people, um, you know, just exploring psychedelics. Well, I hope that we have been a little bit of a beacon for you guys out there to explore a little bit more of yourselves and, and the interior thoughts that maybe we don't share with everybody. By us sharing our thoughts with you guys. So um, for you guys, you've been a beacon for us that what we do matters,
0: mm. yeah. you know, yeah.
1: um, and honestly, just for more closeness and connection. I think in the very first episodes, I was grateful that the Grateful Dead made you a family man. Is that what the episode is, right?
0: One of the episodes was the Grateful Dead make a family. And that was like the first time that you, me and Apple were on the show together.
1: Yeah. So I had realized at that point that looking back, that the main thing that I could see about Aaron was that like... It's not that he didn't love his family. I can't say that. That's not what it was. It was just that he was so unused to having family that cared back about him. And so he was it was like foreign behavior, like he didn't know how to interact with it. And coming this forward now, he's like emailing all these people and like just the the tone of his voice when he talks about. The listeners out there is such more of a like fatherly or even a grandpa ish or or uncle kind of a way where before he was just very more solo oriented, you know, Um, and not that he didn't care. It was just like I said, his focus was different.
0: One of the things that I realized by doing this was that I suffered really bad from social anxiety It was something that I had a really hard time with and didn't realize that that was a thing that I was having a problem with. It just was something that I felt and couldn't qualify. And doing the show has showed me that that was a thing that I had and has forced me to get over it. And so when I would get in social situations with family, I was so uncomfortable that I would lock up inside. And I didn't know how to communicate, like, small talk or not even small talk. Like, I was so bound up inside that talking to anybody, yeah, I couldn't engage. And doing this has made me not be like that. And I told you this a while back, like, doing the show has taught me how to listen and not be thinking about the next thing that I'm going to say and actually hearing somebody when they talk and... Being engaged And it's made that social anxiety Go away It's 99% You know when you're When you look up to musicians Or artists or whoever And then you're faced with sitting In front of them or talking to them on the phone You have two choices As the other end of that conversation You could fucking freak out And lock up Or you need to figure it out you know, and I've been forced to figure it out. And I feel like the show has been this huge, like, healing thing for all of us in a lot of ways. Like, I think each one of us has had our own little, not so little breakthrough because of doing No Simple Road. Yeah, many of them. Yeah, I. I see all of us different. Almost weekly. That's the thing that's awesome about this. We sit
2: out like this recap every week. We go over, we interview somebody, and then it's not as fresh. Then we do a recap. It's fresh again, and it gives us a timeline. We can look back as it's scrolling through to the beginning of our episodes where we started. And then, like, I don't know, just the way this family's grown, and we're starting to meet them all. Like episode 13 was Tommy Tacos. What's happening this week? Tommy's coming to visit on his yep. way through to the gorge. coming to visit? Yeah. yeah. He'll be I here to, in a couple of days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Tuesday that, or that original
2: intention of starting a family and having a place for people to come visit, it's been our, our offer has been taken up many times. And yes. And that's it. just going yeah. to keep Billy on. came and. Yeah. yeah. It's like true family. I right? birthday and, band. Sit down, break bread mm-hmm. at the table. It's just incredible what is happening.
1: I think on, on to that point about what you were saying about like you were coming from a place of social anxiety, but you didn't even know that you really had it. And so like from the other perspective, like engaging with your spouse who has a big block up, but. Doesn't necessarily admit it Or say it Because they don't know That they're doing it But that's what I'm interacting with So there was always Like a certain point That we couldn't get past Like all the time And so we kind of Lived very separate Even though we were together Like I did Um, umpteen um amount of like engagements like birthday parties baptisms bar mitzvahs whatever like just silly things um without My better half or other half, you know, and that when I look back, sometimes it makes me sad. Like, I don't have like a lot of pictures with Aaron and I because he doesn't like to be in that social situation. So, not anymore. Well, no, that's what. (laughs) So, I was going to say is like looking back at our pictures now, like there's so much more of us doing things together. And to me, that's part of the healing on my end is like seeing the visual proof that it's different.
0: I know that like the photos that we would take back in the past I would always stand behind you
1: always you always. you would literally grab me and place me where you wanted and I couldn't <laughs> like take it, so there was never a candid picture ever because you would literally put me in front all the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it sucked. Sorry man well no we're we're, we're working it out
0: yeah <laughs> I, hey, hey, it is what it is. It's
2: changed, yeah. Well, no, it isn't That's, what it is. It's it's, it's completely fucking different now.
1: Yeah,
0: it was what it was. What it was, and now it's now you know. it is what it <laughs> is. <different. laughs> There's Always today's quote. As it much was what can. it was, and today it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, man. And I mean, not for nothing, but you too, babe. Like when we first started doing this, you were very just putting your toe in the water, guarded, gar- really guarded, and like unsure of if you wanted to even do it Yeah. and now fuck man you're the one that's like we need to record let's get this shit done like
1: (laughs) this is one of the things that I think has happened for me is um, I didn't realize that I have my own um, I don't even know what the word is like blocks and hang-ups with putting myself in the front Like, physically, Aaron would put me in the front, but, like... I've always been used to being the person in the back end. I am the listener. I'm the one that makes things nice for everybody. If you're sick I want to touch you and make you feel better. You're a mommy. Yeah. But not like a show Like I don't like being in the front. I'm I'm used to putting my kid in the front or you know like I actually do the same thing as Aaron but with the kids and I always put everybody else's um, like I don't know what the word is like. They're like there's
2: you, well, you've, you've always we were talking about that a lot recently. You, t- you take on a lot of other people's energies. You're a healer, esthetician, all that, and you yeah. become how to be yourself more.
1: Yeah, to that's concentrate you know, on yourself the, and be able to yeah. say
2: no. You're always the one, any of it. Mel, my shoulders hurt, and you'd be like, oh, okay, here, I'm going to take care of somebody else. Now you're taking care of yourself more.
1: That's exactly it, Apple. That you articulate it way better than I could say it. It was, I wasn't, I didn't have a self really. I was like, okay, if you want to eat that, that's cool. If you want to go to that vacation, that's cool. Oh, you don't want to go there. Okay. Like very agreeable. Don't rock the boat um don't have an you know, opinion
2: everything is her way oh shit
1: all those days of like you know <laughs> maybe i do i need to start watching some fucking like uh, i don't know those like women empowerment <laughs> movies <Uh-oh. and> shit. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> i don't even know one that's why i couldn't quote one <laughs> um it's just it's been really cool to discover myself through the show that's what I am grateful to know Simple Road for is to helping to discover myself through the show in front of or beside Aaron instead of in front of. And yeah. it's
2: incredible to have Melanie on this in full bore now. Fuck yeah. To have a strong female presence going out there. Because we talk about, that's talked about all across podcasting. There's not enough of that. Yeah. I mean, especially in
0: the, in the jam band music thing, it's a a white dude thing a lot of the time and not for nothing, but Mel is Puerto Rican and a badass woman and having her voice on the show is fucking cool as shit. And to have that perspective come out from this porch is special. And I mean, also in talking about all of us, like Apple, I, I think, especially in the past couple weeks, man, I've seen a difference in you that I have never seen 30 years of being friends with you, dude, like. Well, yeah, you're you're fucking weird.
1: Apple's making all kinds of funny noises. No, really,
0: though. Not noises. They'd hear that. Apple, for me, was always a ground where when we were partying and doing a lot of psychedelics and getting way out there, Apple was always the one that was like, yeah, so what? you know like we talk about spiritual stuff and apple would just be like yeah and whatever you got to go to work tomorrow we talk about conspiracy theory or whatever he's like yeah so what and doesn't mm-hmm. matter doesn't make any difference in my life but recently within the past couple of weeks just more more than ever i've seen the progression of him like talking about energy and spiritual stuff and Allowing himself to be more open to that shit, not that he wasn't before, but just admitting it more outwardly to everybody around him and like taking ownership of his part on this show, whereas before he was just... The co pilot. Yeah,
1: yeah. Let me know. Yeah. Let me know when we're
0: ready to. Yeah. Yeah. Before. Apple and
1: I are similar in that, where we are just the ones that are just going to show up while Aaron and Ryder take care of all of the, you know, technical stuff. And then Apple and I show up. And yeah, I
2: started making lists. Yeah. We, little, little we both started like cause... picking
1: up our end of the freaking weight with No Simple Road kind of around the same time. Well, and it helped something that's helped me and Melanie both is our work also
2: because yep. we all do have that nine to five and it helps to be happy there yeah and we're happy yeah yeah that helps this good would give so much more positive energy to this and be more into it
1: just i think the more that we've discovered our place on the show and in life and at work it's making the show that much more fulfilling to yeah. do
2: one for all of us, the big one too was which we all did together was Dead and Company. Mm-hmm. That was the first no simple road, on the road, yep. fucking sharing that and realizing we're gonna be able to start doing that. And then we go to high Sierra, you know, we're
1: yeah, you guys over things, the last lot of things are coming. Over the last uh you all make four weeks, was it, right? Mm-hmm. Dead Well wait. Three weeks. Uh, Okay, so over the last three weeks, if we work backward, we did the High Sierra, and then right before that, we were at Eugene Den Company, and before that, we had... no, that uh, Billy Kramer came in between them after
2: the day we got, yeah. After we and got so back from YouTube, we've been
1: ha- it's like <laughs> the one two punch is what we've been getting of like all these amazing blessings. It's like you thought that was awesome, what about this? You thought that was great, what about this? And then you guys send us a letter, and we're like all tearing until we read the next letter, and then we're bawling. <laughs> it's an amazing, amazing ride this year, yes, yep
2: we couldn't do it without you all supporting this and
1: yeah. becoming part of
2: this family. It's... Uh,
1: song Marquis, you are a uh. song. <laughs> you are a beautiful song. And Aaron is going to.
0: Yeah. I'm going to read this, this, this bears getting out there into the world. <laughs> so I was at work, um, still recovering from high Sierra, trying to get my head together and get back into the cubicle. And I usually keep the email from the show open on my screen during the day so I could see when stuff comes in. And this popped in. Dear No Simple Road, Greetings from Iowa. Currently on our 27 of my road trip from New York to Colorado. Destination, Boulder. For, you guessed it, Dead & Company at Folsom Field. It's momentous because most of my life I lived in a turtle shell. About an hour ago, I finally finished your four-hour podcast, Into the Mystic. If you needed another reason to continue what you do, allow me to provide one. You have gifted the community with the space to discuss things that otherwise spin in internal friction from prevention of kinetic release. In less verbose terms, thank you for being a voice for the voice trapped within. Thank you for creating a safe space where I can feel as though I'm part of something. I'm grateful that this specific podcast exists. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't have the attention span. Aside from philosophize this from time to time, my Spotify is music loaded. But I always let the way find me however it needs regardless of the media. And it always finds me when it's supposed to. I've never done any psychedelic drugs. But I've been on a spiritual path since I was a little girl. I've been handed the weight of the world and endured plenty of suffering along the way because of it. But throughout it all, I have always fallen into the protection of the light. I've always held the belief that so one suffers, so we all suffer. I've continually tried to wrap my brain around the grain of sand and beach concept to try and figure out what ego, what is ego and what is my higher self claiming confidence. And truthfully, it has been a painful road because I have felt completely alone and alienated because of it. It's been difficult to find like-minded people among my contemporaries. Add to this an empathic dimension, and I've felt trapped in the lower vibrational field even though my high vibrations have been clamoring to break free. I feel everything, and I don't know how or why. I'm only now starting to understand. Vibrationally speaking, the world was incredibly difficult for me to navigate through. I had no home, no solid foundation, no one who lifted me out of the darkness, and plenty of people who dumped their psychic burden on top of my delicate instrument. Nevertheless, I persisted. But to have someone begin the discussion for this community, that is freedom and sign that the world is ready to change, to evolve. Your post about Us all being a part of the music? That made me love you on a spiritual level. Then, you invited me onto your porch via a live stream, and I could feel you. Your positive energy, your renewal. You introduced me to Daniel Donato, who I adore now. You showed me yourself dancing and made me not feel like an absolute loon when I dance. I tuned into the podcast thinking it was divine synchronicity to see something mystical. Even in your voices, you carry the healing vibration, the vibration of intention and mindfulness. All of you. You are bringing light to this world that... Sorry, guys. You are bringing light to this world just by simply being you. And that is fucking amazing. You spoke about things on your podcast I've been waiting for the world to begin discussing. Paradigm shift. Thank you. Thank you for creating the headspace for your listeners. The world needs it, and it'll grow. Time's up. Also, just to share, first Ed and Company show I ever went to, the first lot life experience, do you know what I found? What called to me across from the lot? And when I read, I cried because I felt seen and heard by the higher self, as if all of my studying and journeying had been summed up in one convenient book. Remember to be here now. No more words, just experience and gratitude. Have a fantastic weekend. Love song. Love you, song.
4: That and was amazing. That was the first time I've heard that. That was amazing. I'm
0: oh, te- I, that, that was
4: I am <laughs> speechless, that, and that doesn't happen. Thank you, happen. That, thank you so much doing. for sending that in.
0: Yeah, that, that's uh, very appropriate for a
2: one-year like anniversary yeah, letter. That, that's that, that one-two that punch I'm talking about so much that she just said and, and what we feel with what you all give back listening man it,
1: that by just being able to talk about what's in our heads as our little home community and then that can bless so many others to receive a letter like that that is full circle for us yeah
0: yeah man I mean I, I doing this i never thought that that would be the outcome of us hanging out out here
1: mom and dad talking
0: i never thought that that was the thing that would come out of this but now that we're doing it it makes sense and i see how how it could do that and you know it's funny i read that and as i'm reading it a lot of the stuff that she talked about is the stuff that we were just talking about about like having social anxiety and not feeling like you fit anywhere and all that stuff and fuck, man. <laughs> it's given us a place to talk and feel at home. Yeah, and yeah, get it and out, work it out
2: of family and community.
0: Yeah. So thanks, you guys. Wow. Thanks you for
1: tell them about mom and dad.
0: Thanks for giving us a place to do this and and responding to what we're up to. And believe me, anything that you guys are getting, we're getting it too. Mm-hmm. And. We feel it just as much as you guys do from you, the same way you feel it from us. And, uh, we love you guys. And, you know, another year from now, it's going to be more incredible, awesome things. We have some really cool shit planned for this coming year. Stuff that I, (laughs) I, I, I'm like, this is my (laughs) life now I get to do this, but yeah. And it's because of you guys. And then the sweet like extras in between are going to be meeting
2: more listeners I the, know, give you, know, you guys I know. hugs and see you face to face
0: eye to eye fucking that's something too man like there's friendships coming out of this commute no simple road family like Buzz and Nola and Wicked and they're all texting each other and just people meeting and talking and Going online, and it's it's a real community. Yeah, it's a community. It's that's crazy, cool. man. Just because we were sitting out on our porch. <laughs> hey.
1: We're still sitting out on And we're porch. still sitting here doing this.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. So thanks, guys. Getting all heavy, but whatever. It's this all good.
1: Why, this is why the listeners listen.
0: They're giving them <laughs> This that is headspace. why I listen. No, I, we should do like the horn up. Morning
1: Zoo. Brr, brr. Oh, no. Brr. Brr.
0: No. The, do that. the
4: sound
0: of the Why toilet Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um so yeah, there's there's a lot of really cool stuff coming, guys. And um it's gonna be a great year. And Got we that, have a fucking amazing man. one behind us now. Mm-hmm. So we are now into year two. Right. that oh, way. Oh shit. Well, what happens in you know year what? two? I love two fucking the the like we were just talking about
2: last night. We're only halfway through summer. We got a lot more to go. Dude. When we started, this podcast it was the middle of summer when shit was happening last year. Mm-hmm. It was like
0: perfect timing. It was crazy like,
2: last fuck, night. Like, all this shit's happening. How do we process it? And this helped us put it together. Process it.
0: I mean, it if you think it about a it, place. having this. Okay, back up, Aaron. When we didn't have this, beep, beep, all beep. the shit that we did. Turned into one big pile of stuff that we did that I couldn't remember when, or what show was what, or who we saw when, or yeah. it was just a. We even went to the show. Yeah, we're like, like were did you at that you show? Go was was I, I at that
1: fucking show? Wait, no, this show's totally I helped did. to organize yes. our thoughts, our and minds, experiences. Our lives. Yeah, yeah. Now we can look
0: back and go, up, oh, nope. That was on the 4th July of October. 13. And I fucking, that was the day after. No, I remember feeling like that. You know, I know we, we used to do that all the time. We had that rule of two people in the household said it was true. Then it went, <laughs> we don't do that as much anymore. No.
2: We're all more You got to explain
0: to them what you're talking about. They don't know.
2: All of us would are like, dude, Aaron, you disagreed to that yesterday. No, I didn't. And then if me, out of the three of us, me, me Ryder, and Mel, if two of us said he said it, then it was
0: law. <laughs> that's what you do when you have short term memory loss and you have people around you. You, It's the rules of two. Yeah. When
4: yeah. everyone around yeah. you
0: is like, dude, you loss. fucking said that, man. Yeah. And you're like, no, I didn't. Do it. Okay. I second that. Like,
1: oh, no, hell, I'm There's, there's always all the right, one person right. that's like, I don't remember. I, I don't, I'm I'm with don't, you, man. I, I don't remember don't less than you do.
0: <laughs> so lots of cool shit coming, guys. Um, not stuff I could talk about yet, but just know that we are working hard and it wasn't the goal when we started doing this, but it sure is a goal of ours now is for me to not have to work a day job anymore and be yep. able to do this full time and to put everything I have into no simple road there. It's a strange thing to do this and see how much I have to leave aside To do other things
1: Yeah you were tripping on that last night
0: There's so much I could be doing And I have to set it down And go devote myself somewhere else That basically just puts food on the table And furthers somebody else's goals And I'm not cool with that anymore I'm really not I'm super fucking grateful That I have the job that I have And benefits and all that stuff But I'm over giving myself To somebody else. As a slave, I'm done. And when you start to see that and you have the avenue to make it happen otherwise, it makes it sweeter and more bitter at the same time. Every time I walk into that place, it's bittersweet now, even more than it was before. Because I see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and I'm like, fucking come on, man, let's go. And then there's all these things that I could be doing emails and talking to people and drawing and doing art and all the stuff. And I can't do it because I don't have time. You know, he wants to be a headlight on a northbound train. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. So
4: I don't know. Help us out, man. So uh, go <laughs> to com slash no simple road.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the way Please. it's going to happen guys. For real. Um, if you're getting some from the show, that's how you get us there. And just know it's not going to somebody that's not appreciating it. And we know what it means. We, I know what it means to go out and earn money and, to work hard. And I know that the decision to support something like this is not a light decision. So, you know, put your money where your love is, is what I'm saying. And that's our goal. It's a household too, is
2: me, Ryder, Melanie, or we're, we're doing our nine to fives. Our Mm -hmm. goal here is to get the conductor full time, the conductor chair. So we didn't have to keep on hopping on
0: and off the train and fucking going, damn it, especially when it's going 900 fucking miles an hour, man.
4: Yeah, you're not driving in... Jesus.
0: What's going
2: on? This, this
1: man
2: has... And Aaron, what you guys are seeing is just scratching the fucking tip of the iceberg and shit. it has yeah. got so many more talents that you're not seeing yet. That
1: Yeah, that is very true, you guys. In 20 years, I'm still discovering artist, hidden musician,
2: talents. Uh, the things that aren't really shared yet on the podcast and... There's lots to come. Like mm-hmm. we keep saying.
0: Yeah. More later. More later. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we should so, yeah. get
2: to interview.
4: Yeah. You guys. The, yeah. While uh, we're on Jill. the topic of community, this, the
0: uh, auctions are going to be over oh, by the
4: time this comes out. So thank oh, you yeah, to everyone. Sure. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who th- thank you for
0: participated in the auctions. And you know what, Ryder? I think that this will go out while the auctions are still happening.
4: Never Just mind, I no Thank you to everyone who has already participated, yeah. participated and, and keep and an will eye on in Instagram. The participate.
0: Yep, keep an eye on Instagram for the auctions that, uh, for the amazing stuff that was donated to the show, and keep in mind that that money is going to one of the No Simple Road family to ease the burden for them. So, whatever you donate through that auction is going right back into our community and uh we appreciate everybody that's participated so far so keep an eye out there's some cool shit coming what were you gonna say apple were you gonna say something oh that was the look of total
2: i totally forgot the mic started going that totally um i was gonna say (laughs) we should throw out there too this this is unusual what we keep talking about you're gonna see more content this is actually the beginning of it because this episode is coming out not next
0: sunday (laughs) oh yeah that's true
2: so we have so many that's a thing
0: yeah we have so much hang on guys we're we're having a a moment hold on one second we'll be right back yeah we're back by the way we fixed apple's mic problem everything's cool what we were saying was this is the beginning of a little more content for no simple road we have so many episodes in the can that We are putting them out twice a week for a little while now. So please don't get angry when we go back to once a week because that's going to happen. Yeah. But for right now, we're giving two a week because there's so many.
1: Whatever we feel like. Yeah. There's so many that will become
0: irrelevant if we don't get them out there. So we're doing Sunday and Wednesday releases for a little while. And I hope you guys enjoy it and continue to listen as much as you have. As much as you can. Chan donators. <laughs> Always, will, Always be. will be. As, as much, much as you, you can. can. Follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. Uh, follow us on Facebook at No Simple Road. Head over to nosimpleroad.com for news, weather, sports, and information about No Simple Road. Go to the family tab at the top of the page, click on that. And that is where you can sign up for the newsletter. We will not give your email out to anybody or share your info with anybody ever. That is not cool. We won't do that. But when you sign up for the newsletter, that's where you'll get me sending you my innermost, deepest, darkest thoughts. And you get your like... uh, inside scoop so to speak on what's going on with the show that's the family tab at nosimpleroad.com and that also there at nosimpleroad.com you can go to the merch tab and there will be shirts there soon with the uh hair of the wolf fan logo and there's pins up there and four different kinds of stickers
1: i love my shirt
0: i love my shirt too i love mine too
1: the pocket is cute it's awesome
0: oh you know what we can talk about Because it's, this is going to come out like two days before it happens. We're going to be at fish. Ish. at the gorge on saturday
4: yeah yeah yeah
0: man wait, wait when, is,
4: when is two days before this will be out on wednesday oh, okay this right i'm right caught up Ryder's here and, and here's Ryder. By, welcome hi, Ryder. Ah, i'm back how
0: you doing <laughs> yeah we're gonna be at fish guys and we are gonna be in the camping lot and set up our 10 by 10 you'll see the osiris banner and the no simple road flag and we'll all be there so if you you what was that what was that That my mouth just that was like a speed bump
2: in my tongue (laughs) you froze up you look like you just tasted a lemon
0: wait (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) anyway if you fuck man my face is leaking and wow if you're gonna be a fish come by and say hi man keep an eye on instagram and uh we'll post a picture of where we're at And all that stuff. We will be selling the Hair of the Wolf Van logo shirts there. We'll have stickers and pins. And we might do some live recording there or not, depending on how we feel. And uh, it would be cool to meet you guys. It was one of my favorite things from the Eugene show is you guys coming and saying hi to us. Mm -hmm. That was one of the coolest parts of that whole day. And that was a fucking amazing 24 hours of life. Oh, yeah. So... If you're going to be a fish at the gorge, keep an eye on Instagram. Come say hi to No Simple Road and Osiris Podcast Network. Amen. Amen. Amen.
4: Hallelujah.
0: Uh, Leave us a review on iTunes, guys. When the show ends, if you haven't already done this, hit pause on the player on Apple Podcasts. Go to the search function, type in the name of the show, and leave us a five-star review.
4: Do you have to hit pause? Like I don't know how...
0: If iTunes you, works. well you, can, can you can't do it, do it while, while it's listening? playing I don't think maybe you can but try go try and do it while it's playing whatever if it's semantics positive, leave it. us a five star review so on iTunes nice. if you like the show guys that's how more people can find out about us and it gets us up in the rankings and that's how you could support the show without spending any money and uh we do have that Amazon link on the website and if you hear something that we talk about on the show that you want to buy and you're going to go to Amazon and get it use that link go through there and that's a way for you to buy stuff um, yeah anything else that I'm forgetting fams? blank faces all around I
4: mean like Spotify.
0: oh yeah we're on Spotify I
4: mean, we're on Spotify that that's where that uh, email came from yes that's it song's did songs
0: email came from her listening through Spotify um,
4: make sure to have a good day did everyone take a shower brush your
0: teeth no um summer i didn't yeah. summer tour man <laughs>
4: whatever no. make sure okay then make sure to stay hydrated sunscreen you if go. you need <laughs> it. uh wear a hat skin
2: so, cancer is dangerous Hydration's the most important
1: okay Safety,
0: yes, stay though. hydrated well, we're going off the rails what's happening mel well
1: i mean this has something to do with it so i'll just okay. bring
0: it up okay what you're gonna hear is a real education on holotropic breath work i had no fucking clue what that was i didn't even know that was this was a fantastic education and it's something that can be done without psychedelics and it's done without psychedelics it is its own psychedelic and it's your breath so breath is legal you don't have to score any breath before you do holotropic Breath work You don't have to call a guy That knows another guy That you gotta wait for And then meet behind the 7 To get your breath Do make sure you're breathing though If you're not you, they're, they're probably not listening
4: Yeah That's True. why I say right? Make sure you're breathing
0: mm-hmm. Don't hold your breath don't. That's what Wookie foot says mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so thank you Joe for coming on the show We appreciate it And I'm sorry that the intro became all about our 52nd one year episode But I am not minimizing the fact that you were an amazing guest And we thank you for coming on the show, man
2: Thank you, Joe
0: So, ladies and germs Ladies and germs Without further ado The No Simple Road Crew gives you Joe Moore from Psychedelics Today podcast. What's up, Joe? Much. How much are you doing? I'm good, man. Good morning to you. Good. good morning. Sorry, man. If I do video out here, our connection will go to shit. Yeah, no worries. Let yeah. me drop it. Oh no. Just on my end. You're fine, but that's cool. Um so where where are you?
3: (laughs) I accidentally went to the gym, but I found a great spot that no one's in. So we like accidentally recorded to the gym.
0: Right on, man. Um well, I guess I'll just start it off. Like I'm I'm Aaron and uh over here by me is Apple. I'm Apple. Welcome to the podcast, Joe.
4: Hello. And I'm Ryder. How's it going?
3: Great.
0: So, yeah, Great. man. Thanks Thanks for coming on, dude. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for reaching out.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I like what you guys are doing. So
0: Thanks a so lot. I kind
3: of up my you know.
0: So, just to give anybody that's listening and doesn't know who you are a little background, why don't you tell them about yourself?
3: Cool. So I'm the host of Psychedelics Today. It's a podcast uh, focusing on leveling up the conversation in psychedelics to kind of cut out a fair amount of the nonsense that's out there, amplify the voices we think are most reasonable, and to bring uh, Holotropic Breathwork and the work of Stan Groff more into the picture, which is where uh, my co-host Kyle and I really come from as the Holotropic Breathwork world.
0: So for me, like, I mean, you've listened to our show my experience with psychedelics is coming from not an educated background at all um mine is all everybody yeah and uh but i'm curious i know zero about holotropic breath work cool so if you could educate me on that that would be super fucking cool man (laughs)
3: You got it So first Do do any of you guys know Stan Grof Dr. Stanislav Grof I know the
0: name But I've never read Any of his stuff
3: Cool Pioneering LSD researcher um, Coming out of Soviet Prague Um, He was very Very uh, early In the researcher The set of researchers Doing LSD research And He Eventually was able to Run away to the states Somehow and, um, yeah, I think he packed up all his research papers and a couple shirts and just fled for a psych psychiatric conference in, in the States and stayed. And, uh, he was welcomed by people, um, in Maryland doing LSD research, um, Maryland psychiatric hospital, Spring Grove, those kind of places,
0: right.
3: um, and then the seaboard. And, uh, you know, eventually, you know, kept doing it and eventually his work became illegal and this is his whole professional career was LSD. Fuck. So. right? Right. So what do you do at that point? He gets invited out to Esalen, which you guys probably heard about hippie Mecca, sir. And, um, human potential movement is what they like to call it. And, uh, yeah, seeing like the shamans they brought over people doing yoga, um, seeing that non-drug things can make psychedelic type things happen. Right. Just seeing it, firsthand going oh look at these people who are best in class across the world coming here and i get to like dig in and see what's going on so eventually he and his wife at the time christina um just came up with this method of breathing heavy um number one just moving more volume of air number two she had a really strong music background so an evocative music um backdrop uh i use some really big pa speakers a somehow got a bonus at work and bought these huge Bose PAs. So I'm using those blast. to like really blast me on <laughs> workshops. And um, so it says music from all over the world. So tribal um, could be from America, Africa, Indonesia, wherever. Um, it can be stuff is, you know, conventional, you know, quote unquote, conventional, like Schwangel or like, right. um, yeah, various electronic things, classical pieces. Uh, but you have to be really deliberate about playlist creation. So there's that part. Um, there's a group process component. So people get together in a group and okay. that really seems to help.
4: So you, things along. do you think uh, that
0: the, that people being in the group like that, it's the, I don't know, the collective unconscious or the vibratory field of everybody there that increases whatever's happening?
3: Perhaps like one of my problems is I don't know how to frame things. Okay. I don't, Like, I think there's a hundred different ways to tell the story of like what's happening in that room and all of them are pretty valid. Okay. You know, it could just be like the attention making someone kind of like boil a little bit. Like they're getting so many people looking at them when they're in the circle sharing that it kind of just makes stuff go. Um, You could look at that biologically. You could look at that spiritually. I think it's kind of a blend of all of it, you know? Um. And yeah, that really seems to help and moves, moves emotions through. Like Tim Leary was a pioneer in group therapy. I don't know if you guys knew that about him. Oh yeah. Uh, but he was, yeah, like <laughs> not just at his house, but like before acid, I think. Right, even. right,
4: right. <laughs> you know?
3: Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's really cool um, to see that there's this kind of like continuation of threads coming into holotropic breathwork.
1: And
3: so- then there's a bodywork component because we store so much trauma and emotion and memory in our body um that i think that's really great um and it's kind of a cooperative process more so than um facilitator doing something to you it's you two doing something together so we'll like push on a place that hurts or feels weird together 50/50 effort mm-hmm. and uh is then this, there's some art to integrate it all together
0: is this kind of like um uh, cuz i have a kind of limited background in like uh, kundalini yoga and pranayama Mm. and magic and stuff like that and i know through doing pranayama i've had some pretty intense experiences is this kind of the same thing along the same lines as pranayama
3: you would yeah i think it's more sophisticated but yeah i think um just because it's taking in the insights from uh modern psychology and psychedelic theory and science you know uh, plus everything Freud and beyond is coming into the fold too, which is a pretty substantial amount of um, theory and practice that can really help move people through shit.
0: Right. And it's like getting to that place, like what you said earlier, you're like, I have trouble framing stuff, right? There's so many ways, like you said, to look at all of this. Like I can, I can look all the, at all of this from a completely spiritual standpoint and say that it's all just energy and it's, you know vibratory fields and whatever whatever or you can come at it from a completely academic standpoint and look at it as physiology and the body and would you say that what you're doing is a mixture of both putting it together
3: yeah like i don't exactly this term holistic therapy i think is underused like we have to look at all this stuff um holistically otherwise we don't get the maximum benefit Um, I think that's why if you just frame ayahuasca or something like that, um, spiritually, you're not getting the maximum out of it unless your understanding of spirituality is that everything pervades, everything spirituality pervades all existence, you know, that kind of thing. Right. I I don't know the best way to phrase that. I'm not a theologian. Um, um,
0: Look, we're just hanging out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) People are just listening, man. It's just us trying to figure it out. Like, I just wonder, you personally, I'm my thing is I'm super interested in people's journeys and how they get to where they're at. And what started you on this path of figuring all this out, man? How did you like that's not every day you don't meet somebody that's like i'm into psychedelics and i want to teach people about holotropic breath work like how did you get there what was the beginning of that for you
3: huh um i would say uh i kind of like grew up in a really rural setting in in new hampshire you know farm farm animals big trees all that kind of shit rivers Uh um And I think there was just this huge nature component. And then all of a sudden school happened and it was like really constricting and kind of sucked. And, um, it wasn't for me. It's it's really not for most people, but I think, uh, I think there's something like, you know, hinting at magical stuff for me. You know, I grew up getting like Lord of the Rings read to me a lot. So there's like all this like magical kind of mythic undercurrent, um, in my uh, childhood. Right. And then all of a sudden I'm exposed to UFO stuff, X-Files. Um, I was like, oh, shit, what's weirder? What can I get into? Like Doctor Who, Star Trek, all that shit, like sci-fi. Just kind of like mind expanding from an early age. Right. Um, and uh, then in my undergrad, you know, I kind of like high school, I probably would have self-identified as like a, a conservative. And then wow. all of a sudden, I jump into college and I'm just like, what's going on here? Um, you know, 9 11 happened, like my 10 days away from moving away from my parents. So I'm like, oh, I've got to join the army. <laughs> you oh, know, that kind of shit. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my parents are deadheads, too, by the way. So they probably wouldn't have been psyched.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, no, not at all.
3: <laughs> so, so, um, yeah. And then I jumped into an philosophy class. This is right around the same year the Matrix came out, too. Okay. Guys, so, like, I think I came out in 99. So I'm like, you know, all this media is coming at me going, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. Right. And all of a sudden, this uh, passage in a philosophy textbook comes out and starts talking about Stan Groff doing LSD psychotherapy with this lady who's a severely tra- traumatized addict in Soviet Prague. And um, an exorcism type scene with her being kind of, doing ESP on him was coming about. And he's like really freaked out, but he documented it really well, um, and you know followed his normal protocol, and everything worked out fine. And she she ended up being you know severe like way better right. um, after the sessions. And uh, I immediately went to the library and grabbed four or five enormous Stan Groff books. Uh, thankfully, my school had them. I don't know how, but it's pretty obscure books. That's pretty cool, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. And I just dug in from two thousand one. It wasn't until 2003 that I started Holotropic Breathwork, started trying it. And um, I, you know, stalked the message boards online. I'm always kind of this undercurrent of being afraid of cults. So right. I was like nervous watching them going, am I going to get abducted?
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, no shit.
3: Oh, <laughs> going to happen to me. So oh. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, you guys know about those dead, uh... <sighs> do you know the name of that group that like picks people up at shows? The like, 12 Christian Tribes. Shows and them to the the 12, 12 Tribes. Yep. Isn't there a second one, too? Um, um, I think you can leave 12 tribes. Like, 12 tribes doesn't drug are you. Are you
0: talking about the children oh. of God? Maybe. Yeah.
3: Maybe. They got a pretty sweet bus, too.
0: Yeah. Um, or not the spinners. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're a
3: different
0: crew. Yeah. No, man. I, um, I know anyway. about the 12 tribes, but that's a real thing, man. Like, people getting sucked in, like, that's bad news. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you're on some acid at the dead show, and you and all of a sudden you wake up the next day, and you're in some creepy farm. You that'd got a wife. Hor- that'd be horrific. God, oh my god. <laughs> god.
0: Yeah. No thanks, man.
3: Yeah. No thanks. So anyway, um, I go, I check it out. breath breathwork with my teachers Lenny and Elizabeth Gibson in Vermont, and it was amazing. Um, I didn't have the most earth-shattering experience. I right. watched in the room other people having, you know, really intense, wonderful healing experiences, and I, said oh this is real this is happening all the shit i've been reading isn't made up cool um you know i had this experience of this enormous snake being like right below the level of consciousness kind of like anaconda like you know red eyes right i woke up with like sanskrit letters all over my fingers you know obviously i don't read sanskrit so didn't know what it was but um that was the sensation and the feeling so with those two things i'm like this is very interesting. I should revisit this. Mind you, not a single psychedelic experience at this point in my life. Um, oh, shit. I was a really heavy drinker, uh, smoking a lot of weed, drinking a lot. Like, pretty much at least a heavy six-pack a day kind of thing. Wow. Uh, and, yeah. You know, emotional shit was coming up. And, you know, who knows how to handle that when you're young and yeah. too many hormones or it's hard um i feel bad for young people Dude, it's
2: to me too I, I i've been there man it's scary how that's kind of the go-to thing to deal with your emotions is alcohol in this country and not just this country yeah, but yeah. the world you know alcohol uh it's still fun once in a while but you gotta watch it
3: yeah absolutely would have been a lot better if i just found like a, a perfect source of acid
0: yeah. But, no. <laughs> Alas. <laughs> you gotta get older Alas, to find right. that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so when you're you haven't had a psychedelic experience yet and you're doing this breath work, like I, I don't know, I feel like because I had done psychedelics when I found yoga magic and kundalini and stuff like that, I had a a framework to work with i understood what that experience was sort of gonna be like like i had a category in my head to put experience in i knew those feelings they were familiar um the emotional stuff when it would come up was familiar because of psychedelics coming at it from the other side like what is that like coming into it that way because that's completely opposite of my experience
3: so tough but thankfully my my teachers were so skilled at making me feel comfortable that i was able to just you know it wasn't a big thing to dive in to dive deep and deal with the big things happening in you um and the frustration and all this shit and um you know scary though you know all of this stuff had just come from reading so it's kind of like the armchair psychedelicist armchair magician you know um,
0: and then it jumps I hadn't off really the page. been beating
3: Crowley or anything yet yeah. But a lot of Hindu stuff Like a lot of Eastern philosophy is was part of my philosophy degree And um, that, that was all really helpful Like What I see often in psychedelics Is like people are always like that's so alien That was so weird But I'm like you know I, I don't know it's not so different from what that guy Told me so like why is it weird Like it's just kind of a class of You know how unique are These things per individual and like, can you read enough stories and do enough breath work to prep your. So that was kind of my journey, though, like, you know, doing a lot of breath work. And it wasn't until like six, eight years later that I tried ayahuasca, my first psychedelic.
0: What? Um, wait, that wait. Yeah. Hold the wow. phone. That was your first trip was on ayahuasca. Yeah. Man. Holy, Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Welcome home. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I tried
3: s- some mushrooms, but it didn't really like like I had the verbal thing like I was just awesome to talk but I wasn't like tripping, you know? Right. But, um, I was like, okay, so I think I do well with psychedelics. So, uh, this can be something in my repertoire later. I had like a really rough breakup and then I, you know, six months later, I still wasn't great. So I'm like, okay, I guess I have to go do something. Breathwork isn't cutting it. Let's what's the next level. Ayahuasca. Right. And that was probably in 2009 or something.
0: Where did you go to and, do it?
3: Uh, um, it was domestic. Okay. It was this group of people and like, uh, I would say north of the Mason-Dixon and yeah, east they're... of the Mississippi.
0: Okay, got it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and they brought in a lot of, uh, you know, thrown the South America. And it was, you know, you couldn't talk to them. They were pretty hardcore Shipibos. And, uh, you know, I had the full magical experience, like, um, very transcendent. I, I can't say that I, I, like, I definitely forgot who I was. Like, I was gone here and there. But the identity kept coming back. It wasn't like earth shattering, ego loss and death. And I didn't feel like I was dying ever. Well, the first half hour was sheer terror. I thought my soul was going <laughs> to well, be corrupted like, yeah. <laughs> by the aliens. But that was only a half hour of yeah,
0: terror. You know, the uh, aliens actually, I think they set it up that way. So, <laughs> dude,
3: unbelievable. I, it was so strong. Um, like I had never, I don't think, I'd never been that scared. Um before isn't that healthy though i was really interested yeah absolutely this last winter i was skiing i was at the top of this cool like this like ice drop (laughs) like and i was like oh i'm gonna ski that and i was like fuck no i froze up for a good half hour and i had never been that scared in years it has been a good five years i'm like mortally horrified and i was like i'm glad that happened i found a good way out that was safe yeah (laughs) i was like that's fucked up being that that, scared. that fear can be such good. a
0: beautiful thing, though, man, because it, it, uh, for me, uh, when you talk about that, it, I've had a few psychedelic experiences where it's just abject terror, like mm-hmm. I've lost the ability to speak for hours at a time locked up in my head. Everybody thinks I'm broken, yeah. um, <laughs> those kind of things. Yeah. And like when you finally come out of that, it's the I can't even explain the level of relief that happens, and then when anything that's else true. happens in life, you're just like, that's not a fuck a big deal. I I can still talk. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Like no problem. But going, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, walk, yeah. Yeah. I'm not broken. <laughs> Yay. Uh, going back to to what you're talking about, it, taking ayahuasca as your first psychedelic experience. Like, I know that. I've never done ayahuasca. I haven't had the opportunity yet, but I've done DMT and those experiences are on a completely different level from any other psychedelic I've ever done. Um, Those experiences to me, the way that I try and frame it is, is like a download. And my last DMT trip was over a year ago and it was so profound and insane that it completely altered who i am it in the best possible ways though man like in the be, it did the be, it, better than anything i've ever done the integration of that trip has changed who i am on a fundamental like base level for the better but i know trying to bring that back trying to explain what happened to somebody no fucking way man there's no fucking way so like for you you're doing like your podcast and your work do you find that when you have these experiences that it's difficult to bring them back and frame them (sighs) or even just tell about them
3: yeah you have to be really picky about who you talk to right like I think so like you know I don't really want to talk to my parents about every experience I have and shit like that you know right they might be a little creeped out eventually Um, so yeah you know yeah on one hand yeah I would say though like since I've started psychedelics today I haven't really gone too deep um, into the psychedelic space other than breath work because I'm really comfortable in breath work and I know I'm going to like do do things that I need to do in there Um, partly because there is this Terrence McKenna story. Like, if you do this, you might, if you're building a house and you do a big dose of acid or mushrooms, you might really want to fundamentally change what you're doing. And I know that what I'm doing right now with psychedelics today is like, I don't want that to hiccup and like me oh, quiver from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I have this mission. I'm like, I know it's a really good thing to be doing psychedelics today. So, like, if I trip, I don't necessarily trust that the thing that's going to change is going to be best for this particular mission. So it's like compromising myself for, um, the sake of the mission, you know? Wow. Um, which is a little creepy. So, you know, that's just creepy at all. I think
0: that's, that's smart and it's, it's, um, intentional. I don't think it's creepy. I think that's really cool. I, I, I understand what you're saying. And I, as you say that, of course, I'm thinking about doing this show. And and what we're doing, I'm like, thank God we're doing the kind of show we're doing, man. <laughs> I can keep tripping; anything can happen. It's okay.
3: <laughs> it's not to say I'm not using. Right? right. It's just like you know, laying down and doing you know the big thing. Yeah. Um, it's a different deal.
0: So I mean, you you joked about aliens and and whatnot. Like I've I've read um, Spirit Molecule and and know about the studies that were done with DMT and and understand that people across the board pretty much have similar experiences you know what I mean like we're all experiencing this coherent space over there um, yeah and this might be a weird tough question but whatever yeah. what's, what's your what's your take on what's going on over there <laughs> um
3: hmm. depends on how honest you want me to be. Just be honest. <laughs> Fuck it, man. <laughs> so um I guess to start, um I would say pretty real. But it's like any experience, regardless of how far out, I think has substantial reality. Like even if it's like <laughs> you know, uh Man in the High Castle type thing, like Hitler never died kind of deal. right like, it's probably in some sense true in some reality. Like in Germany one and that's fucked up. But like oh, you know shit. um you know uh gazillions of realities out there kind of you know endless possibilities, a continuum of real like I think there's something there. Um I think on one hand, that's kind of like intellectually lazy to think that on the other hand, I think you can't totally rule it out. Right. Um, So like, I don't know. There's so many metaphors. I almost want to like, like there's this, there's this concept I've been playing with lately where it's like, you have this kind of like objective event happen and that can be interpreted like 2000 ways, right? Like 2000 different belief systems. And like, neural networks interface with that to come up with gazillions of different things. Um, for instance, like why on earth is it okay to imprison children and some and separate them from their parents? And it's like, they have all these different interpretations of why that's okay. Like I think Robert Anton Wilson does well here. So on one hand, I, I like I studied the UFO phenomenon really intensely for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, I came up with like, yeah, I think there's a reality here. I don't know what that reality is yet. Like, are they actually, you know, building machines and flying through space? Are they spiritual entities that can just manifest here? Right. Or are they just entities that are, um, they exist on a different kind of like uh, dimensional matrix. Like they, they, cause we go over like, our bodies are from like the first to like fourth dimension. If you, if you consider the fourth dimension time, right. And then maybe they exist from like the third to the fifth, you know, right. maybe they're just entities, and they just exist in this different spiritual space or spirit. Like I hate to say spiritual, but different space.
0: But there, I mean, um, there's only so much language that we have. We have to, right?
3: Yeah. Exactly. It's coming. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I joined um, Crowley's OTO forever ago. He said magic a few times, so like I wanted to throw that out there. I haven't gone very far with it. Um do it I kind of, of haven't talked to anybody in the organization in like eight years. <laughs> so I um I really Yeah, you have you're talking stuff. to one
0: today. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, perfect. That's nice. Um yeah, man mean, I love it. It's really cool. It's a different it's a different way of framing it, right? It's like you have this like I guess let's start from the beginning with Crowley. It's like in the AA tradition that he has, you you first and foremost prove that you are not your body right through astral projection and then you go from there Mm -hmm. like how do you expand who you are and what you know and what you have experience with and you just kind of fill up until you can sit at the feet of god or become god that kind of thing and um i think that's really powerful that's something we don't have in this day and age even in the ayahuasca world it's like you're just becoming part of the jungle which is kind of cool too yeah it's like it's a very different worldview Why don't you want to become part of the jungle?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what's in the jungle that you shouldn't be becoming a part of? With yeah,
3: totally, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there's some dark shit. There's some bright shit. There's like, you know, I don't know. We we shouldn't be excluding things. Like it's, it's kind of like why I like psychotherapy and like psychology a lot is because it's inclusive of a lot of things that um, people want to just throw out. It's like no this is really valuable shit stick with it don't forget that you did these things even if they're really fucked up it's part of you
0: yeah that's
3: I, kind of what integration is like for psychedelic stuff
0: our culture is hell-bent i think at this point on nullifying anything spiritual and doing away with anything outside of the material world and Psychedelics really do offer that opportunity for for people to realize that there's whatever you want to call it, whatever the thing is. Who gives a shit? Whatever it, there's more out there, and that that more out there, in a lot of ways, is quote unquote more real than our everyday. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's where I've gotten to with psychedelics, like the Grateful Dead have a lyric in a song, St. Stephen, and the lyric has been there so long, he's got to calling it home. And Uh, uh, I really feel that way. As I'm getting older, I'm way more intentional with the way that I take psychedelics now. And I'm not as willy nilly and dumb about how I do things. But when I'm in that psychedelic space, I feel more at home than I do everyday going to work and getting up and driving in traffic and sitting around eating dinner
2: and we do it as a family. Every time we do it, that that's another thing too. We go into yeah, we go into it as a family and it's, you know, there is a ritual about it and everything.
0: Yeah, but I, that whole thing of like yeah. in that space I know how I work on a different on a different level. I understand myself differently. And it's like coming back to default reality, whatever that is. The windows get dirty over time between trips. And I start to lose myself behind myself if that makes any sense. And
3: Yeah, absolutely man. Yeah.
0: And I think that that's super important for the way things are today in this culture. Like everything is set up to make us feel void on the inside. You don't have enough. You always need the next best, newest, coolest thing. And that's going to fill the hole. But what you find out is that that doesn't fill the hole. You just need the next best, coolest, neatest thing.
2: Quick fix for a second,
0: you know, and it's super important what all of us are doing and, and, getting the word out there that this thing is, is real and it's important and that we could share these experiences and, and tell each other about it. And it's okay. I think that's the thing. I mean, in your experience, you've had a lot of academics on your show. Do you find that that's a a common thread between all of us is like, it's kind of sketchy to even talk about this stuff because you worry about repercussions
3: right 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 um so I'm gonna try to follow the thread you lay down there but yeah like on MDMA or on acid like that you know an hour or two in you take a deep breath and you go "Oh, all that bullshit I've been dealing with this week is gone I just feel so fucking good and so fucking alive like what yeah and that's the trick like because you love it so much and you're like how do I bring this how do I learn from this and bring some of this back yeah. um and yeah just figuring out how to reframe a lot of that bullshit that you you've lived with um is important I think that family aspect uh, is really important too, like having a really solid group of people that you can you know be you with do that you do your thing um and yeah feel really safe around mm-hmm. um like, I think that's incredible. Um, I live really far. I live maybe an hour or two away from like my, my major crew. That's only cause I'm not too tolerant of the city. Um, I need to be a little bit out in the sticks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. The
3: nature thing. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. At least like, yeah. Nature meets like less congestion and, and angry people. Something about, so we just came back from Jamaica and did this, um, retreat down there doing mushrooms um with people we had 21 people come down as our guests um with this organization myco meditations and um it was fun it was really helpful but the main thing was just that vibe in jamaica and then you come back to the states and you're just like oh all right we got to do this
0: <laughs> Let's yeah, strap strap in uh, yeah totally dude it's
3: nuts and people don't realize it like it Uh, there's this figure I heard a year or two ago about how few people in the States have a passport. And, uh, I think it's insane. I think people really need to start getting out there. Like that's part of what, like you don't necessarily have to leave your whole life and travel the world. You could do that, but you can just, you know, check out Europe, check out Asia, check out South America, like any of these places. Like one of my favorite places I went was Egypt, um, right in between the revolutions. That was super fun. Wow. And, um, you know, it was a little buck wild, but I'm, you know, I'm familiar with guns and stuff. So I was like, you know, if they shoot at me, whatever, I can probably get away. <laughs> <laughs> <looked> crazy, man. <laughs> we thought about going over to the uh, the square. What was that shit called? Um, it was right in the middle of town, uh, right next to the... Or, is that music where all the shit museum?
0: all the shit went down yeah 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 i know what you're talking yeah. about. i can't think of the, the name political
3: bit. hq is all torched it was like fully black and like burnt out it was nuts and um they just told us not to go there at night and i was like you know it's only like a half mile away like let's you're go fucking crazy and well you know yeah well yeah. <laughs> i was really fascinated because it was so it's such a cool concept a revolution um I don't want to really see it here cuz it's a little fucking violent but it's uh it's a cool thing to I, to have been close to and you know in such an ancient place with such ancient buildings and a rich history.
0: Yeah, I think that that revolution is happening here. It is happening and uh, in my opinion for what it's worth, I think it's an interior revolution. I think that there's a lot of people that have found out that the cat's out of the bag and aren't buying the bullshit anymore. And just, I mean, seriously, Joe, take a look at at a music festival and what happens (laughs) there. And from the outside, it can seem really silly, like a bunch of fucking hippies taking drugs for four days or whatever. But guess what? The majority of that is people getting along and sharing what they have and loving each other and taking care of each other. And, Intentionally focusing their energy On some shamanic shit that's going Down and creating a I'm going to get super hippie on you Creating a vibra- creating a vibratory Field that can ripple out and make Change in the world around us I mean yeah. it it's happening That revolution is happening I just don't Think that it's in the streets and it's also Happening through these conversations That we're having mm-hmm. You know it, it's hard it, They would have to shut down the internet at this point
3: true 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 um i like one of the happiest places i go to every year is um the fish shows in denver and like the vibe there is unparalleled in my experience just so chilled out everybody's like pretty calm unless you're a heavy ketamine user having a weird time like (laughs) in the case people can get a little far out but um by and large it's just an awesome time with awesome people and you know, everybody's getting along and I, I kind of, I'll do a, will uh, out myself as being kind of yappy. yuppie. Have you guys heard of this thing?
0: Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. Man.
3: Oh, yeah. Oof, woof. I've been twice now. I'll be going back this year. Like that is the most outrageously pristine, good feel for five days.
0: You're out in the middle and of the ocean.
3: It really helps a lot, <sighs> man. That is like the happy place. Really, Um, and yeah, man. The the music is the music is fucking top notch. You guys should do a little Patreon for Jam Cruise for the crew.
2: Yeah, Uh, that's on our (laughs) list. We we've looked at pricing and cabins, and it's it's in it's at the top of our like bucket list of
3: things to do. It is not cheap, but it is uh, yeah, unparalleled fun for the price. Um, I haven't been to Dead & Company. I've seen further um, years ago. It was really fun. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm more of like a fish and Joe Russo guy. Uh, dude. But like those vibes are like really sure. top notch.
0: It's, it's, I think it's all pretty much the same. It's the same family. We're all in the same boat. It, it, right. it, you know, it's just, I think it's different flavors of the same cuisine, if you want to put it that way. And uh, I don't know. I think that what Joe Russo and fish and the dead and all of it bring to the table is a place for us to, um, communicate with each other and congregate. And it's, it's beautiful, man. It's, it's a, it's a crazy weird thing that we all do together. And, you know, it's funny (laughs) just sitting here, like talking to you about it. It's, it's trip because I remember coming up it almost seemed like anathema to talk about it out loud. Like it was like this secret club, almost like in the OTO, like giving away your degree or, or (laughs) or like, you know, steps and signs and stuff like people didn't talk about it. And it was just like a wink, wink, nod, nod and nudge, you know, but fuck that shit, man. you know what? No, it's, it's real and it's happening and we're in it and why not celebrate it? You know, I, I don't know. I think getting back to what you're doing with your podcast and stuff like one of the things that I've noticed is that there's this hard line in the psychedelic world. They talk about the third wave and psychedelic revolution that's happening right now and all that. Right. And like, it seems like there's this hard line that's drawn between people having fun with psychedelics and then the academic side of psychedelics. And the two of them don't go together. Like in my uh, perspective it seems like if you're coming at it from an academic standpoint god help you if you're doing ecstasy or acid at a concert you should be in a clinical <laughs> setting and it should be you know under the care of a authorized trip sitter and uh, uh, fuck man i don't think i'd do well with that do you do you let's see talk that? about that yeah minute, please though.
3: so like i would say um Someone might yell at me for saying this. I would say greater than 80% of those researchers are, are professional grade partiers and they just will not talk about it because it limits their ability to, you know, um, progress through the academic, uh, pyramid scheme. That makes sense. And you know, maybe their paper won't get published. You know, there's, there's all this shit. There's, there's this whole culture of like, let's not fuck this up. Let's not, you know, they, they still blame Leary. Like Leary, we have a lot to thank for. We have more to thank Leary for than we have to like blame him for. And you know, I, I heard uh, Zach Leary and Michael Pollan the other day, and they were they were kind of like going back and forth. Like, <laughs> it was Tim to really blame here? And like, Tim is actually the reason why we're having this new wave of great research. Right. I don't. I think it was more Nixon finding a scapegoat than Tim actually like screwing up. You know, he clearly did some, made some mistakes, but by and large, thank God Tim happened. Yeah. And I, you know, as you hear this stuff, you know, take it with a grain of salt from the academics, you know, there, Kyle and I have been talking more and more about perhaps recreating is very therapeutic. If you do it skillfully, um, it sounds like you guys are doing it skillfully. You've been doing it for long enough that it's like, you know, part of the culture Yeah, and you know, the thing, Zach Lear, when he we had Zach on the show, he was just saying, people, just please do less MDMA. Like, it's going to, it's going to fuck you up a little bit. So like, you know, space it out, <laughs> you know, yeah. every six weeks, every 10 weeks, something like that, as opposed to every weekend. I know psychiatrists that are doing MDMA every weekend. What? Psychiatrists. Yeah. So.
0: Jesus Christ. I couldn't. That's kind I couldn't. of a big
3: deal. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm. You know, as much as I would like to do that, I just, you know, I need to function on Monday a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but, you know, why not acid every weekend? You know, well, you know, there's the obvious reasons. Inflation, mania, yeah, uh, that kind of stuff that can happen. But breaks from reality. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah flights of fancy there's Not a lot being able to speak One <laughs> <laughs> week, well, we, you know it's a lot healthier than mdma on, on like the biological level
2: and like you said respect in the mdma we've had some great breakthroughs with with we've been up here two, a little over two years now we've met some really really great people that were kind of like against it had bad trips in the past because they didn't have a safe place to do it we've kind of recruited created a little bit of a retreat we've had some great breakthroughs with these people that mm-hmm. we've seen them change become better people and become part of our family like through the therapeutic value of mdma and stuff to be able to knock down some walls and
3: be a better person,
0: Can I ask you guys and, a person? yeah please
3: um okay so the you guys know more about the dead than i do yeah, I, I'm guessing.
0: Okay, so, maybe.
3: Um, I've read some books, but I don't. I don't think that uh, helps completely. I had somebody tell me a story recently um, that, like, to become part of the Grateful Dead family, you have to do like a thumbprint of crystal uh, LSD. Have you heard this story? Oh yeah. Like family acid, then you're like in for life, kind of thing. Like, what, what can you tell me about that? Like, how much is that? Like, of a dose, of, like three grams.
0: So here's what a rainbow thing, it's a rainbow tribe thing, oh, okay. too. Yeah, it but all right, yikes. So here's the deal. <laughs> um, when I was on tour, um, that was a thing. Uh, this we're talking 90, 90 91, 92, 93. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a thing. And have you seen the pins with, um, the wings and it's got to steal your face around the wings and people wear that yeah yeah so you would do your thumbprint and then you got your wings so to speak um i don't know the, the dose uh I, it, one time in my life i was around it i didn't do it um I knew my limits and I'm not going to fucking do a thumbprint and be gone for a month. Sorry, it's not going to happen. I, th- I don't think that that's required to be part of the family. I think being part of the family means that you enjoy the music, that you're kind, that you let people be who they are and that you take care of the family. That's it. That's, that's all you need to do to be part of the Grateful Dead family, man. It's the same thing as the fish family or the Dumfries family or the any family. It's, you take care of each other and you just recognize that you're part of it. But that was a thing. And I saw it twice and it wasn't like a pile of fluff or crystal in somebody's hand. It was on a tray and it was like, if you think of like, I don't know, fuck, like sand. Just a tiny bit of sand, maybe 400 little granules on a thing and just dipping your thumb on there. And yeah, man, uh, those people were gone, you know, and I still you still see them at shows, you know, um, doing their thing and making it in the world. So, I mean, they can they make it through. But that's that's the initiation and it's real. And... (laughs) I yeah yeah I'm not I'm that's not f- I'm not for it man I I I'm not against it for anybody else but for me I can't handle that I just know my limit and I don't want to break I got a family and whatever <sighs> but yeah that's a real thing man I, I I think as far as the Grateful Dead go and I think Fish is kind of the same man to to really be on on a level with the music where it's I don't want to say this the wrong way and then get beat up. It's there is an initiatory element to taking a dose and going to a show. That's a real thing. It's just like joining a magical order. It's the same fucking thing. It's just not as structured and it's not as put together. And it happens in a way more serendipitous way. You, you, you follow right what i'm saying yeah, uh, yeah. i
3: don't know i no i get it yeah I, I was a little scared when i joined oto and i was similarly scared the first time i took acid at to a show um probably a similar level of fear you know uh which is interesting like what it why what makes the magical thing scary
0: um the unknown <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, exactly yeah i don't know what's gonna happen are they gonna I don't know. Is the goat really real? I don't know. And, and
2: sometimes the greatest <laughs> ones come from not knowing. Like we just last year, I don't know if you ever have been. If not, you need to when they come around. We, me and Aaron <laughs> and Melanie went to go see Radiohead. We've always loved their music and Doug, Tom York. But when we went to that show, we went in with no expectations. And it was it was life-changing. It That place like turned into a spaceship and took off. it it was amazing one of those oh man they are just so incredible live i mean tom york is Mm -hmm. like a shaman that just conducts everything so beautifully beautifully and amazing musician yeah
0: totally yeah yeah man that that thing i i've said this on the show before but like that wasn't a concert that was an experience that there was sound emanating from speakers that was being transmitted through people, morphed, sent back to the stage and then back out. It was the craziest fucking thing I've ever experienced in my whole life. Like when it was over, I'm rarely left speechless with shit. I, I was just like, I I don't even know what to say about this. There's a picture of my wife and I after the show of like standing in the hallway, looking at the empty Arena filled with smoke.
2: Best picture I've ever taken in my life. They blew it up and (laughs) framed it and it's hanging over their bed. Dude, there,
0: there was just that moment of standing there afterwards of like, I can't believe I was just a part of what happened in here. Like it was that big of a thing that it rocked me to the center of yeah. myself it, it
2: changed it made me a better it made me from that point on it made me a, a much more comfortable kind of like a dm t- teacher because I let me know everything in the world was okay no matter what i just came out of it being a better person and more grounded focused and loving because
0: you were a dick before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, no.
3: just kidding how do you guys deal with that that comment like that's it so not to diminish the whole story no being a better person Like, what does that mean to you guys? Like, I I have a hard time, like, uh, around moralistic and and relativistic judgments like that. And I, I like the other words you used secondarily, like calm open you know those kind of words better is always tricky for me and that's like a really common word in the psychedelic space right
0: yeah
3: um how do you guys frame that for you
0: yeah go for it apple also for me
2: what i meant by it is uh now that you said that i realized better that is kind of a strange way but better in the way i progress through everyday life like being able to put up with there's so much static and stuff in this world you know from every level from the microwave from all the different stuff the
3: skillful uh, maybe
2: yeah yeah it makes me more aware of that able to like traverse the gauntlet better and to be more compassionate to people that are assholes there's a lot of assholes in this world (laughs) and it makes me able to come down to that level with like like (laughs) kind of like the egos on check and i don't have to get offended i don't get as offended and upset as easily with the morons I guess that's a kind yeah. of what I'm saying with my better because that's a hard thing to deal with. There's a lot of that in the world, and it used to really create anxiety. Um, since we've been up here, it's other thing too. Well, I work in the cannabis field, but you know, I used to have high blood pressure. I was overweight, stuff like that, and that too is also encompassed in that word better. You know, like made me a better person. You know, kind of like people say with like their uh, wife or something. She made me a better person then that's, I guess that's kind of what I mean by better, just all around able to deal with life.
0: And also I think too, like, just to add on to what he's talking about for me, and I was telling Apple and Mel this the other day, doing DMT and periodically taking MDMA has created something for me personally that I never had before where um, there's a, a gap in my thinking between, uh, stimulus and response that mm-hmm. wasn't there, be- that was not there before that I, something wow. would happen and I would fucking react. And that was that. And there was no distance between the two. And I really, really noticed it after the last DMT experience that I had that I have a distance between stimulus and response now where all the simulations get played out and I can kind of choose which way I want to go with that situation. And mind you, I'm not fucking perfect, man. Like I still react (laughs) to shit and I I still fly off the fucking handle and lose my shit. But there's times when I'm really aware of fucking what's going down and can see it. On a macro level from the outside and i didn't have that before so when he says better person that's that's the first thing that comes into my head that's how i'm like oh yeah that did that you know what i mean i don't know and also not for nothing but like he said when we moved to portland like i was over 300 pounds Miserable. And we came here, sick, from Las Vegas. Just is, you know, mm. all, and, vortex. Of shit. Yeah, a vortex of nightmare. And that, like when I was talking about DMT changing me, like that download that I got from that changed who I am. It, it I lost over a hundred pounds. Um, st- my diet completely changed, and this wasn't like I need to get healthy. It wasn't even like that. It just happened. Like you're not Mm -hmm. allowed to do that anymore It's not happening It's not part of who you are Just that's over And it was weird as I was coming back from the trip I remember sitting on the couch and going Feeling like a kid On like the day before The first day of school Like fuck summer vacation's over God damn it Now I gotta do the work (laughs) Fuck (laughs) Party's over But
3: the story you laid out there reminds me of, uh, Dune, Frank Herbert's Dune. Uh-huh. Um, like an early story I had, um, growing up with, um, my father said something along the lines of Dune is the first time I realized that everybody else has these internal dialogues happening at the same time you do. And you have to, uh, in some sense, become a little calculating on how you respond. So like from a kind of an early age, I kind of had this notion that everybody else had this, their own internal world. And you have to be like, oh shit! Like, maybe if you react, it's not going to go well. Maybe you have to think a little bit about how you're going to react. So I ended up like having this really kind of, not necessarily. Well, I guess it was introverted um, experience for a lot, a lot of my youth, where I would just listen. I would just hang out with people and listen, and not really say too much, um, including like adults, people 40 years older than me and shit like that. Right. And I think I learned a lot um, doing that, and it was really interesting and. My when I first really noticed this distance between stimulus and response, it was because of meditation i think um wow, thankfully, I had some of that going um I don't want to be one of these uh meditation uh pushers, but you know if it if it works for you, why not yeah you know? it,
0: i mean that, having that as in your in your tool bag is gigantic to be able to sit back and analyze I I didn't relate to that like if you had said that to me two years ago I would have been like that's cool for you man right on but (laughs) yeah I I understand that now and it it took a earth-shattering experience for me to get there but you know I see it now and it's there it's a real thing it happens and I'll tell you I I'm super thankful for I'm really grateful that that's in me now, because it it really does make things easier on a lot of levels I mean life is a fucking struggle a lot of the time, but having stuff like that really does help and I'm just, I, I want to know more about the breath work thing like if if I wanted to start doing it, obviously we're not in the same locale so I can't come learn from you but like how would I get into it?
3: So, for the common person, it's not something you do alone. Definitely not something you do by yourself or with some close friends um, because it can be as intense as something like ayahuasca. And it's, you know, it requires some skill for the people around you to, to help you navigate through it. Um, it's not like the facilitator is doing it to you, it's, it's them helping you through the thing. Um, I think in your area in Portland, there's a fair amount. Of holotropic breathwork happening. So you just kind of Google holotropic breathwork Portland um, and see what happens. Um, Kyle and I are working to develop uh, an organization with our teachers, uh, and we're calling it Dream Shadow Transpersonal Breathwork. So keep an eye out for that in the future. Okay. Um, There's just, you know, it's it's kind of a crazy world. It's a lot of copyrights and, and, you know, egos and people trying to protect their bank account stuff. So we decided to spin up another um, organization that'll be a little bit more, um, horizontal in structure okay. as opposed to like, there only being a couple people that can teach how to do it. There's going to be a lot more. Right. So th- that'll be coming down the line. Um, but yeah, wherever you are, just search, you know, Boston, New York, college of breath and there should be people and know that, um, certain facilitators are going to be better than others and some are going to be better for you than others. So, um, you know, why, <laughs> If they're trying to direct your experience, you know, that's probably a sign that they're not there. Um, it's a really non-directive approach and it's all about you unfolding you as opposed to them guiding you through some sort of vision they have for how you should unfold. Um, so <sighs> it's a really incredible practice. Even if you're with somebody that's bad, it's worth doing. Um, we not bad. Sorry. <laughs> not, as not as skilled as I would yeah. <laughs> prefer <to work> with. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's still worth doing. I even if I'm not getting like extreme visionary states from it, um, I still think it's worthwhile. I should note that my most extreme experience in breath work lasted five hours. The sessions are usually three, and I saw uh, it was equally as intense as my ayahuasca session just through breath and music.
0: What? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Can, can you can you explain it a little bit?
3: Yeah. Um,
0: Please. I was, yeah.
3: So I was kind of still in my apprentice phase with my teachers and I was leading like the group relaxation and meditation that we usually do. And, um, like probably 10 minutes before I even did that, I was feeling like a strong shaking in my body. So it's almost like my body knew what was going down or it was literally like my body knew it was going down. And, um, so I, I somehow had enough skill to keep my shit together to guide everybody through this relaxation, even though I didn't feel well, I was like, this is not normal. I don't usually feel like this going into breath work. Um, and I lay down before the loud music even comes on. And before I'm even breathing heavy, I'm in a full visionary state of blasting through a burning cosmos and, um, being supported by us like cosmic feminine tongue, like a slip and slide that just didn't end. The flame didn't end and the tongue didn't end. And, um, I was kind of like battling, uh, shit around. Um, <sighs> I guess I would call it toxic masculinity. I think that's kind of a played out term right now. Um, cause of all the people talking shit these days, but you know, I was tying it personally to environmental decline, decline collapse um just all the dickhead things that were happening in the world and my um lack of skill or success with ladies at the time too um and and watching ladies that I loved be abused like by dudes in kind of really bad ways I'm like this really sucks like I don't like to see you be treated like this and you know, what's happening. So it was a lot of like me grappling with those big ideas at that point. And this is probably right around 2011, 2012 or something. And, uh, I was drinking a lot less, but I was still drinking pretty heavy. I was hanging out with some pretty, pretty weird folks, um, in different scenes, some who were drinking a lot, some who were burners. So it was really fun. It was a really nice split up, um, of like culture and time, but there's a lot of shit going on in my world you know, not feeling like I was making progress, was probably 28 years old. So that's like a really peak, like right at the cusp of the Saturn return kind of deal. Right. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah really <laughs> fucking hard time for everybody at that point in their lives. So, uh, yeah, that was it. And I wake up five hours later. Um, you know, not really wake up. I'm still with it. And my, my teacher's just bringing me back slowly by like humming a really mild note, like a, hmm. And just experimenting with mild, non-interruptive things to see if I would respond and come back. Um, and that was really interesting to watch how that all played out for me. Uh, and I was shook to my core and I had to drive home a few hours later. Um, I get in, get in my car, I'm just like shaking, going, I don't know how I'm going to do this, blah, 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 blah. He, he says a few kind words to me, like about having courage and um, panaria like the uh, everything flows from the Greek philosophies. Um, who was that? Heraclitus, maybe. Yeah. And yeah. So those two things and that's all I took with me and it, and it helped. Like it was a really fucked up two, three weeks, but I think that was my peak dark night of the soul, um, kind of moment about like you know, existential despair maximized. <sighs> Stan Groff has this line of the uh, peak. Um, what is it? The full expression of a m- emotion is its funeral pyre. And I really kind of took that to heart. I didn't, I didn't realize it at the time, but I think that's what happened. Like I really played out existential despair hard for five hours, really, really hard. And, um, even in that despair, there was still like the support of this beautiful feminine thing happening. And it really, I think helped me through, Uh, Wow, man, it's still to this day.
0: That's, I I could feel that shit when you're telling it, man. That's crazy shit. That's amazing. Like, (laughs) in my mind, I think, like, how can just breathing get you there? The trick is,
3: it's all you. It's all in you. Breathwork brings the power back into you as the human thing of agency. And the psychedelic is just the key. One of many keys. Same as magic. Right. Um And yoga
0: yeah we've said that the Uh, psychedelic isn't doing the thing the psychedelic is making the thing available yeah
3: right like i kind of like shulgin's model on that it's like it's always it's always there it's always possible
0: um so yeah holy shit joe that that's
3: thanks for letting me share that yeah that's really fucking
0: beautiful and cool man thank you so much so before we go tell everybody out there where they can find you and all that stuff
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm at psychedelicstoday.com and Breckenridge Breathwork. So I live in Breckenridge, Colorado. I do breathwork workshops here and there. Um, So if you want to try that out, hit us up. Um, Can I do a plug for my class real quick? Absolutely, please do. Cool, Cool, cool. So in Navigating Psychedelics, Kyle and I put together this class where we try to put together a curriculum around framing what these things are how to work with these experiences how to be safe with them including drug testing understanding the different classes of drugs um you know what to do when you're kind of freaking out all this kind of stuff and we the real real bonus here is that we have 12 industry experts from different kind of areas of psychedelia contributing a half hour to an hour talk on their specific focus area and um, you can find that over at psychedelicstoday.com too. And it's uh, really helpful for folks. And uh, you get a 30-day money-back guarantee. And nobody's asked for their money back yet after a good <laughs> year. It's a, it's a good sign.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> encouraging. That's cool. So if you, if you guys are ever up around this way, you come to Portland, man, come by for sure and say hi and that's not just like on. host on the podcast Hey, <laughs> that's real from brother to brother man if you're up here i come by hit yeah, me up hold on my number and all that stuff dude yeah
2: Breckenridge,
3: is you live in beauty yeah it's
0: too. really beautiful up there <laughs>
3: yeah I, that's where i'm trying to be man as much as possible in I beauty know.
0: all right man well thank you for coming here and sharing that story with us and for doing what you're doing man i think it's super important for the world and i just appreciate what you're doing on the level that like like you said having those tools those things and being able to teach people what to do when they're freaking out and how to get to these places without having to take some chemicals is is huge so <laughs> yeah. i appreciate it man yeah. thank the you goal is to create families everywhere right on brother thank you all thank right you for- enjoy your day man
3: absolutely take care guys what is a city without its music the legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible nearly two centuries of history that's a lot of music and a lot of stories
0: I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking I can't quite believe this is happening
3: Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.